Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of Edie's Susty Talks, our short but sweet audio series, keeping us all a bit connected with sustainability leaders um, across the world. And I'm delighted to have a double feature um, today as part of Bupa's Eco Disruptive Programme, um, all about how big businesses can work with eco startups to create new solutions to tackle crucial sustainability challenges such as decarbonisation. So on the phone with me, I have Nigel Sullivan, who is the Chief Sustainability and People Officer at Bupa, um, and Ian Muneer, who is the Chief Executive Officer at Sage Tech Medical. Thank you both so much for your time this morning. I guess I'll start with you, Nigel. I've I've just given a very potted introduction um, there. So I guess the obvious place to start is a little bit about Eco Disruptive and how Bupa is working with startups and why it's doing that for, for environmental sustainability. Sure. Uh, th- thanks, Sarah. And, and uh, hello, Ian, as well. I'm delighted to be here. Um, look, we, we, we set ourselves a, a uh, a, a strategic framework at Bupa to uh, under you know a, a mission zero um, banner of uh, to be a net zero business by 2040 and 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 that in that we have a sort of a three missions mission zero which is all the carbon reduction stuff and circularity stuff that we have a mission regenerate which is around biodiversity and regeneration and then we have this uh, mission accelerate which is about advocacy and innovation and in healthcare and stuff like that and so this this is one of the things that we sort of started to get going in 2021 in that particular space and it started off really as a, as a ta- well it is a talent program um, and all about agile working um, getting uh, people from all over the world to um, participate in 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 squads agile sort of uh, squads of uh, seven apiece adds up to if my maths is right 126 people in uh, in these squads. We it was a bit of an experiment, to be honest with you, Sarah. Uh, uh, in 21, we didn't really know what was going to happen, um, so we were being a bit brave with it. We set off uh, the, the squads, you know, obviously selected the people, or uh, and and we're on our third iteration of it, I should say, uh, which is just kicking off um, at the moment, actually, um, in in the spring of 23. Um, and off we went and to see what see what happened. And the idea uh, is that the, the the squads they scout the market. You know they 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 try and find um, startups in the in the in the eco space. Um, we put a bit of a frame around that, which I'll come back to. And then the idea is then we we whittle that down to eighteen, um, which is the number of the squads, one per squad, and then down to three. And then there's a winner, and um, we give we give prize money to the winner. Um, so that's 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 what we set out to do. To our great delight and surprise, we found that you know the initial sort of funnel of we had no idea what was going to happen, but the initial funnel of of, of startups was over a thousand really um, in that in that first year, and that's been replicated uh, when we've done it before. So there's a lot of people out there innovating in 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 this in the space. At at the time, we we um, we categorised with six categories to help people really to focus themselves. There were based around six of the UN sustainability goals, um, development goals. So that's what we did. But anyway, that was just to create a bit of a frame, you know, in subject matters, you know, like transportation or uh, healthcare, et cetera. Um, and then um, off we went and uh, we had a winner. And so we've repeated that uh, last year, um, which is where Ian's, Ian's organization came in. And, um, and we're, as I say, we're just doing a third iteration of it as we speak. Um, the, the employees of the company of Bupa decide who wins. So um, the, so we, we go through this agile 
methodology, this playbook that the squads go through. They have weekly stand-ups. They have um, events where people, uh, the, the, the startups are showcased, particularly when we get to the 18. And then um, it's, it's whittled down through a sort of process of um, really voting, to be honest with you, um, uh, online and, 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 and uh, our employees decide who wins. That's so fascinating. This to me sounds like a veritable sort of Eurovision almost of sustainable um, innovations. Um, and one of the innovators identified by Boopa's eco-disruptive squads, as you've mentioned, um, is Sage Tech Medical. Um, so, Ian, for those who are listening who aren't familiar with the business, it would be great to um, to have an introduction. In your words, the mission of the, the business and what it's achieved so far. Thank you, Sarah, and uh, thank you very much for in, inviting me here today, and, and pleasure to meet you and, uh, and you, Nigel. So, thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, what is uh, what is SageTech trying to achieve? Well, SageTech's on a mission to prevent 3.4 million tonnes of CO2 equivalents uh, from being released uh, from waste anaesthetic gases each year. Uh, that's from human healthcare from uh, hospitals around the world. And just to give you a bit of understanding about uh, yeah, where that comes about. And it's it's maybe not known so much, but when you have an operation uh, in the operating theatre, uh, the patient only actually uses 5% of the anaesthetic gas that's introduced, which means there's a 95% that uh, just isn't used. And what happens to that? Well, it has to be uh, vented away from the operating theatre, of course, because it needs to be uh, taken away safely so that the, um, the clinicians in the theatre aren't affected by it. And that is vented away from the hospital out through... Uh, um, through the ventilation system, out through the chimney of the hospital, and out into the atmosphere. So this is perfectly good um, pharmaceutical, perfectly good anaesthetic, which is pumped out of the atmosphere. That's wasteful. But the point here, furthermore, though, is that these anaesthetic gases have global warming potentials of between um, 100 to 2,500 times worse than CO2. Um, so they really are um, uh, bad for the environment. Uh, and they, they can linger in the atmosphere. The worst one that's used in human healthcare can actually linger in the environment for up to 14 years. So these are, are really um, uh, not good chemicals, uh, to put it, um, put it mildly. So um, and just to give you, sorry to give you lots of stats here, but I think this is one of fascinating one that I read recently. Um, an operating theatre has been calculated that the carbon footprint uh, of an operating theatre, 63% of it is represented from these gases alone. So when you think of everything else that goes on in, in an operating theatre, that's an awful lot is just down to these anaesthetic gases. So what progress have we made so far? So SageTech Medical has been in existence since 2015. Um, it was started by a, an anaesthetist who was working in hospitals in the southwest of England. And uh, from there, from those early beginnings, we've uh, developed a lot of understanding about how we can capture these anaesthetics. So we capture them in effectively filters uh, in the operating theatre. And we can then uh, take off the, uh, we can uh, recover the anaesthetic from those filters and we can then uh, purify them back to pharmaceutical grade uh, anaesthetic that can be reused back in a hospital or in, indeed in the veterinary clinic, because this is applicable to vets and vet, um, veterinary clinics is to human healthcare. Um, so we've developed a device that we have now launched. Uh, it's CA marked, it meets all the safety standards. So that is now on the market and we're selling our solution uh, and we're, we're talking to hospitals uh, initially in the UK. So we've uh, we've got through to from right from those early beginnings right through to a product now launched. Um, yeah, so that's where we are. I know you say that's a lot of stats, but that's so fascinating. And yeah, as you say, it's sort of an invisible source of emissions um, almost. And Ian, I wanted to get your view on what opportunities you see for 
sustainability focused startups like yourself um, as businesses try to respond to to the climate crisis but also as you've mentioned we're coming out of of the covid crisis as as health as as a healthcare sector um so yeah what are the opportunities for businesses like yourself at, at the moment and how can how can we unlock those opportunities better do you think yeah so that's a, a good question I mean, we humanity needs to tackle this climate crisis and it needs to do it fast so i think we need to um probably change the way we're we're, we're viewing um innovation and, and startups we need to um perhaps just reframe how we how we deal with them so um science and innovation has a yeah has a massive part to play in this uh we need to uh we need to to use that innovation to uh, to get out of the problem um i think startups can be very agile and they can perhaps be uh, a, a more agile than, than than big business then a big business has uh, uh, different pressures different structures and so startups can be uh, use that uh, uh, the opportunity they have uh, to be more agile um i think the uh, initiatives such as eco disruptive can be hugely powerful uh, in uh, in accelerating and and supporting and um, showcasing uh, startups such as ours uh, we we certainly got a tremendous amount uh, from working with our squad uh, on the program last year. Uh, I think one of the things that was was uh, was um, apart from some some other um, more tangible things was the the enthusiasm. It really was uh, you can get lost in your own little bubble as a startup, and the uh, the opportunity to work with uh, the, the squad from from Bupa really gave us so much enthusiasm. The, the squad was so enthusiastic what we were doing. More, more practically, going back to your question, what can help us too is uh, I, I do want to acknowledge that the, uh, the UK government's Innovate UK and Bayes grants have been, uh, that's the, uh, the old Department of Business, Energy and, and uh, Industrial Strategy that's now changed. But those grants have been, uh, those grants are available and they are challenging to uh, be successfully selected for them. But they are, uh, they are very supportive and uh, very supportive to startups that uh, Things change, startups change, they meet challenges, they have to pivot uh, from where their original goals and so on. And we've had tremendous help from, from those as well. So I think there's a, there's a lot of support, a lot of opportunities out there for startups like ours. But I, as I said, I think things have to change a bit in terms of how that um, support evolves um, and, uh, and, and multiplies, like the Eco Disruptive Programme, for example. Yeah, completely get that. I mean, we're seeing these sort of relationships change at ED sort of at the time I joined about five years ago, it would be the case that big businesses would maybe acquire um, an innovator or maybe do a limited term trial. But now we're seeing much more um, long term things such as eco disruptive um, Amazon sustainability accelerator in, in another sector to name another similar um, mm. piece piece of work. So I've I've heard from Ian, from your side on how this works on the small business side. Um, Nigel, I wanted to get your view on how this looks from the big business side. And as you mentioned, this all feeds into helping biz businesses deliver on their bold sustainability ambitions um, like net zero. So essentially, how important is working with startups, innovators and disruptors to meeting these sustainability ambitions for, for these bigger players like yourselves? Well, hugely important. Uh... I think I mentioned the the the, the pillar in our strategy. It's it, it's it's on. There was this accelerate. You know, we call it accelerate. You know, we we firmly believe we have a role to play as an organisation, large organisation in healthcare, in in helping to lead the sector. You know, and 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 
because no one knows, no one has all the solutions. You know, um, I, I totally agree with Ian. Without 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 the innovators, without the startups, we're we're not humanity's not going to find the solutions that we need to decarbonize and you know arrest the the, the the crisis that we're in. So that that's the only way forward. You know, so I, I sort of think slightly philosophically about it. You know that that you know we talk about you know. Uh, you know, often talk about pre-industrial levels of of of, of temperature and, and trying to you know try to use that as a as a benchmark. In a way, the industrial revolution that really has created a climate crisis was a, was as a result of innovation. You know, and I I sort of see innovation uh, innovation got us here, and innovation will get us out of here. You know, that's why I say it, and I I really believe that. You know, I really believe that 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 decarbonizing. The world and, and doing the things that, 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 that you know the sort of things that um, innovative companies like like Ains are, are doing at Sage Tech. Um, these this is the future, you know, and it's and it's I see it as a, I see it from a also from a capitalist point of view that this is this is where capital will be deployed. The things that we're doing in, in sustainability will have a similar effect on our lives. I believe, you know, it's just can we do it quick enough is one of the one of the key questions I'm sure for all the listeners and all of us, but. I see it as a huge thing, and we we want to play our part in in, in nurturing and encouraging that innovation, and and in our in our own, I think, small way. But you know, we try to do this thing on an international basis, as well, and because of, we're able to, because we're an international company. So yes, um, very very important, and uh, you know, uh, we'll keep we'll keep on uh, finding as many ways as we can to encourage and support innovation and startups. Of course, I think sometimes it is helpful to have that meta um, thought. But you mentioned there, Nigel, that there are many different ways in which biz- big businesses can nurture sustainable startups. Um, Ian, you mentioned the, the need for change in how that that is done. So I wanted to close on some specific learnings on why Eco Disruptive has been so so successful. So, so Nigel, what, what do you think is the sort of secret source almost to better nurturing sustainable startups in a sustainable way, something that builds long up rela- long-term relationships, something that builds those connections and that excitement that you've both discussed. Yeah, I, th- I think, I mean, I think there's a, um, I've got sort of a, you know, a two-edged sword sort of thing uh, to share with you, just to share some 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 of the challenges as well. Um, the reason it's been successful, I think, is, 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 is it's, Ian touched on this, I mean, the enthusiasm of our people to get we 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 have queues of people around the block wanting to do this this these programs you know, get on these squads you know I mean pe- people really want to do it you know all over the world I mean it's it's uh, you know it's very encouraging as well you know uh, uh, you just mentioned sustainability would you because this is all done and these people aren't off their jobs doing this this is in addition to their jobs you know so um so to see those and to see and, and the joy of seeing a number of people who've, who've been on that first program in particular uh, just because of timing they've they've moved into sustainability jobs in Bupa you know they've actually changed a lot of them some of them changed jobs you know and sort of they're so committed to the what we're trying to do you know so it's great to see that as well from a career development point of view so you know um huge hugely uh mainly the people and the enthusiasm as Ian said is it just carries it you know we we put together a framework we we have an agile playbook that people need to 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 work to we've got a structured set of milestones in terms of how we go through this sort of competition and what have you um and then you know uh businesses are free to pick up on on startups as they as they wish you know and, and and you know we're working with uh sage tech uh, medical in one of our hospitals in the UK, you know, um, in a very practical way. The, the the other bit of it we're not so sure about, and it's a genuine thing, is how 
what role we play potentially as as like an accelerator if you pardon me using the same term but you know do, do we do we actually you know acquire startups you know um put more money in and invest in startups and stuff it's not really our skill set to be honest with you it's not really you know it's not the core of what we do but there is a question i think we're, we're you know we're we've got we're in a question about you know in the future should we do more on that you know and, and what what form would that take if, if we did you know so we're not we're not resolved on that but it is you know should you know should we do even more uh in this space but um at the moment we think we're doing quite a lot and we're we're, we're happy with it and there's a lot of enthusiasm around it but uh i think that other side of the coin is like should we do should we do more maybe formally in that space you know um as an investor but um um that's 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 not decided but it's it's an area that we're definitely thinking about Great. Well, I'll have to keep an eye on this for next year's cohort, Nigel. Um, but Ian, I'd put that same question for, you, for to you. What What would you like to see from big businesses? How can they better nurture sustainable startups um, like yours? What parts of eco disruptive did you think could be could be replicated and should be replicated? Yes, I think the uh, one one particular way, uh, one part of the answer for, for that from me would be is is around showing leadership. So one thing I've observed from, and I think Boop have exhibited this, but I've, I've seen it in uh, one of our, uh, one or two of our other stakeholders, so customers, customer groups um, uh, that we've worked with, uh, is actually showing leadership. And what I mean by that is that they have wanted to work with us, support us, uh, and do that in a way that was for for the sector, not just for them. And that's 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 a little unusual. You don't come across that very often, because businesses, you know, businesses are about making money. They're about succeeding. They're about winning, and showing leadership isn't isn't necessarily about winning. It's about showing the way. And I think that's I think that's brave. But I think it's that sort of bravery uh, that we need. Uh, and so um, I, I just think that's a really interesting uh, different. Uh, it's a different angle on this that. Uh, uh, yeah, showing leadership rather than winning. So that, that's a, a strong thing for me. And uh, I'm really pleased to say that I've seen a few examples of that. But I think it, we as uh, uh, yeah, humanity need to do perhaps show a bit more of that. Um, the more specifically on uh, on eco-disruptive, to, to add to what um, uh, Nigel's already said about it, I think one of the, the really strong things for me, uh, which is that, it, that uh, Booper have done through the eco-disruptive uh, uh, programme, which I think other big businesses could do very easily uh, is to to work alongside startups rather than um, uh, sorry putting it a different way if if you're sitting a, um, you know next to people sitting around the table with them rather than across the table traditionally as you would do in a sort of negotiation or very sort of um, a, a very sort of customer supplier sort of you know, a purchaser type of way so rather than it being uh, um, a negotiation so with eco disruptives to put this to bring this to life. Um, with Eco Disruptive, because we were being supported by a squad, we had access to uh, different functions within Booper. Uh, I could give an example of, say, the finance function. So what would the finance function be looking for or procurement be looking for from a supplier of a solution like ours to, to Booper as a, as a, as a customer? And, and being able to speak to them as a, as a colleague almost, as, a, as someone uh, that you could actually ask the questions rather than going into a conversation or, um, a sales conversation where it's very much across the table, you're not showing your hand, and it's it's very much a, a negotiation. Being able to have that honest, open conversation about what they would be wanting, what do they need, 
really helps accelerate us and understand and get in the mind of our customer for different functions. That was really that's really helpful. Yeah, that's that's gold dust. You don't you don't normally get that situation. So I think that was really powerful for us. Um, yeah, so I think that's um, that's one of the real advantages of eco disruptive. And as I say, any big business could do that and, and help a, a startup. It doesn't have to be a, a um, adversarial type uh, arrangement. Completely understand that. I mean, uh, you, I think Nigel mentioned very early on that a good reason to work with startups and a trait that they need to learn from them is agility. So it's good to hear that that carries through into how our relationships and discussions work as well. Um, but I think we're just about out of time on this. It's completely flown by. Thank you both so much for your time um, and for helping us to dive into the yeah, green startup landscape for this episode of Susty Talks. Thank you both so much. Thank you very much. Thank you.